millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. Why bother having an opinion on this year's Best Picture nominees when you can just use ours? Welcome along, everybody, to the Cult Popshire podcast, where we're doing one of our episodes of the Oscars Cheat Sheet miniseries. This is what we're doing this year. Um, if you look on our feed, you'll see a bunch of episodes about each of the Best Picture nominees for the Oscars this year in 2022. I am joined by Richard and Aaron, and my name is AJ, and well, we're discussing what's, what's all of qualifications. the... Aaron's <laughs> qualifications? Oh, sorry, he's our friend slash actor. Um, actor slash friend. <laughs> actor slash friend. Actor slash friend. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we are going to... We're talking about all the Best Picture nominees, and for this episode, we're going to be talking about Dune. Say it with me. Dune. Dune. It's not it's not June and it's not Dune. It's a it's somewhere in between. <laughs> it's Dune. And that's why I think it should win Best Picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so Dune is <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um it's one of the most uh nominated films uh with 10 nominations we'll get to what those are shortly uh but yeah interestingly for this year it stars an ensemble cast um <laughs> with uh timothy chalamet uh leading it uh rebecca ferguson oscar isaac josh brolin stellan skarsgård dave batista uh zendaya david desmalchian uh charlotte rampling jason Momoa, javier bardem um yeah and uh, directed by denny's Denny, Sa- Denny Sayer. villain away though villain new not n- not new and not juve no uh and aj is your favorite film of 2021 you mm. have the honors of saying what it's about Dune is about a sort of a galaxy or a universe, um, a system of planets where sort of the they run off this mystical substance called spice, which is essentially gives you, as I understand it, haven't read the books, but as I understand it, from consuming spice, you gain sort of a clairvoyance that makes mm. um, space travel clairvoyance possible. film. Mm. Um, and the main character is sort of a a prince to this this one planet, and his name is Paul because it's set in ten thousand years from our future, where only middle class white men names remain. Like, and Duncan, like, <laughs> Paul and Duncan, <laughs> um, and and they are there. There's this this evil like empire. This evil group of of you know this evil planet with evil people on it and they have for a long time been sapping the planet of arrakis of its spice because that's where all the spice comes from uh but then one day the dodgy emperor is like no you guys have to get out of here i'm putting paul's dad in charge and so paul's dad who's played by oscar isaac is is like yep leto he's like i'm gonna start 
um, harvesting spice and he gets to to Arrakis and learns that you know like the people are basically oppressed for their spice and you know it's 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 capitalism it's colonialism it's all those horrible things and leto sort of starts putting in action like ways in which to um to make it more fair to to be more fair to the to the people that live on arrakis but then it turns out it's a double cross and the emperor wanting to uh rid the atreides which is paul and, and leto's house for, you know wanting to strip them of their power he actually sends the bad guys back in and they kill leto and uh paul escapes into the dunes of arrakis um and that's more or less the plot of the whole movie <laughs> yeah. there's a whole bunch of other stuff which we might talk about there's so many things to, to discuss when it when it's like what what is this movie about so we'll talk to it when we come to it maybe yeah so you yeah, you 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 you're a big fan of this film. I know AJ coming into mm-hmm. 2020 and then again into 2021, you mm. were sort of hyping this up as you know going to be your favorite film of the year, and it lived up to that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a little bit ambivalent on it, not like not for any real reason, just like knowing that it's like oh, there's this big for sci-fi event. It's probably going to be real long. It's probably going to have a lot of exposition, and knowing that it's like I was maybe going to struggle with it. Um, I watched this quite a wee while after it came out. I watched the first 40 minutes of it at home during lockdown and was just real tired, unrelated to the film. I And I was like, <laughs> I need to I need to turn this off because I'm, I'm going to fall asleep and I want to give it my attention. And then, you know, figured I'll watch the, uh, the other two hours of it tomorrow. Didn't watch it the next day, didn't watch it the day after that. And then it got a week and it's like, oh, I probably should watch the first 40 minutes. Then it got to like a month and it's like, well, I'll be out of lockdown soon. I can just go see it at the cinema. Then we got our lockdown several months later and um then yeah like two or three months out of lockdown i finally went to go see it in the cinema um on one of its last screenings and uh yeah i was surprised that this is the film everyone's been going on about um (laughs) yeah i gotta say didn't love it didn't love it i think it's uh my my biggest issue with it which i'm gonna be going on about for the next 20 minutes is that this is this is so obviously half a film i don't understand how anyone can watch this and be like damn what a satisfying experience Hmm. because i like i just i came out of this like yeah like, like you know you watch an episode of a tv show and you go that was a satisfying you know 45 minutes with air breaks or whatever and it had its own beginning middle and end but i also feel like i've seen part of the bigger story this was like i i I finally was like all right i'm on board with this movie i'm on board with this movie and then it was like yeah we'll come back in two years (laughs) so the the so it is adapting only half the first book because the book is very long and previous attempts to adapt the novel into one movie were either uh critically panned or like very famously didn't get made to the point where a documentary was Mm. made about the movie not getting made um and so i understand wanting to to split it up and when i first saw it i did agree i did feel like we were only watching half a story um and upon on subsequent rewatches i've just fallen in love with the pacing and and everything this movie does just to allow it to 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 be yeah nothing else just the (laughs) pacing. i just i just really loved it each time i saw it and and it, it really like it's it's it is maybe something you need to see twice to to know because the first time I watched it I was I was overcome with where is it going 
mm. and then it ended. Whereas at second, when I watched it the second time, it was more like, I know what happens, so now I'm just going to like enjoy tasting its morsels as I wander through it once more. And I do agree, I think the biggest criticism that I could level at the film, that isn't actually really at the film, but at um, perhaps Warner Brothers, is that the this is the type of series where you release one film every nine months at, at you know, like that's how long most, it should be yeah. till the next one. It should be, it should be, June part two should be coming out six months from now. Like it is, it is, it's too long to wait. I think. Yeah, it is it's because you talk about you needing to watch it twice the the my one of my first thoughts after finishing the film was like fuck i'm gonna have to watch this again aren't i <laughs> when i when i like when the second one comes out and like i mean i'm hoping i can get by on just like a um uh everything you need to know about june part one 10 minute oh. youtube video the um, chore of watching entertainment <laughs> like, oh you're one to talk <laughs> you're, no, we've I only, agree. We've I, only I, just I'm... swapped in the last like year um, <laughs> I, I agree the way we you. feel I about think... watching things um <laughs> but yeah no like i, I i'm Honestly, I'm not looking forward to seeing through this again. I'm sorry, um, wow. but uh, like, uh, like cards on the table. I think the the duology of June and June Part Two will be incredible. And <laughs> but I, the chore of watching Dune Part One again to prepare for June Part Two, which I'm sure I will love, and I'm sure I will enjoy <laughs> June when I go to watch it again, and next year when the new one comes out. But until then, <laughs> uh, Aaron thoughts yes. um i just want to ask a question first do you think you felt the same way about endgame or oh, that's because a, that's i guess good. i'm just trying to think of parallels <laughs> in the well no, I, this isn't like a, ooh. do you think you yeah. know i guess i'm just interested to think like what well, is a like parallel more, i guess you'd mean right? yeah yeah um uh that's a very good question i think because infinity war smartly and either the like, you know, all the, these are all points that have been talked to death. But because it is primarily Thanos' story, you do have a complete arc. Yeah, and so you you leave the film thinking the character I've been following has achieved their goal, and that story's come to a close. And also, I think there's a slight there's a difference between ending on a cliffhanger and ending part way through something like like and 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 that's by virtue of the, the adapting half the book rather than like something like lord of the rings which adapts book one um and so it feels like an arbitrary place to end if they'd ended even if they'd ended june like 10 minutes earlier it's like you haven't started the next thing because i think the, the place where it ends feels like okay you've started the next thing but i feel like i've almost just watched an extended trailer for the next film yeah. rather than like yeah. an actual tease for it like yeah, I, yeah. I know it's hard to describe but it was it was i thought it was a weird place to end no i can see what you mean about that i think i would say as well as that infinity war is um while it's based on things it is telling a story that they have created to end in this area in yeah. this point whereas mm. june is like verbatim adapting half a book yeah, mm. absolutely. So necessarily, so that, that's the it will, in yeah, yeah, it doesn't mm. have the sort of structures in place that allow it to, like, you know, mm. create a movie that we know this is going to be part one, but we also want to make it a single movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but to answer your question, uh, I love June. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah! 
Um, <laughs> so good, man. So good. I think part, I mean, part of that was potentially we just literally just come out of lockdown. It was like, you can now go out and watch movies again. And we were like, well, we're going to go and see June. Because mm, um, they, they pretty much, for, for context, we Auckland was in lockdown for like four months last year and they delayed mm. the release of Dune until we came out pretty much. So AJ, you were able to watch it pirated but not see it in the cinema until we were out of mm. lockdown, which was the only fucking film like that. All the other ones that you got to see, which is why you mm. still enjoy going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the experience of going to the movies in and of itself was like amazing. So I think we were pretty jacked. To and see. It's, it's a very big screen movie. Yeah, absolutely. But I will Aaron, say... Aaron, this happened to Richard with uh, F9. <laughs> this is you were describing <laughs> yeah. how right. Richard right. felt about Fast and Furious 9. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I... I will say I have since partially rewatched. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's bad. <laughs> so, you know, who knows what I'll, what I'll think uh, yeah. when I rewatch it in a year and a half time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so adamant that, yeah. I, that it was just a good film. It's a great movie. It's a great movie, guys. It's yeah. a great movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the things I will say that some, because obviously it's like a sci-fi epic, sometimes I feel like, and maybe I didn't realize this till I watched Dune, was like they don't really capture the like vastness of space, mm. which is like kind of... It's kind of a reoccurring problem in sci-fi, I find. Yeah, you don't like, you don't really understand it's like, massive yeah and like planets are huge and if you're gonna tell a story <laughs> about multiple ones of those <laughs> imagine that but with like space in between it yeah space is wide as my hands currently <laughs> which are very far apart which yeah. is a new joke just for this yeah podcast, just for this podcast it? there are no there are no callbacks yeah um to other podcasts <laughs> in this series they're referencing the fact that before we recorded <laughs> So it's not even canon in the other podcast. <laughs> I said, let's try make all these self-contained and not reference things from other episodes. Um, Which I feel like... What's the know, third you... time you've made a joke about that? <laughs> despite that not being set up in the podcast. Don't put, it in, Don't put it in our head, man. I feel like you knew you were loading a Chekhov's gun when you said that, though. When have it's you not ever, if you're not recording, you, it's not a Chekhov's gun. When have gun. you ever told me not to do something on the podcast that I haven't immediately... Well, not immediately. It took me four episodes to like to yeah, get the false sense of security before I, I reveal to the world that AJ <laughs> tried to control Ace. He tried to censor us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the name of content. Yeah, of course. Um, but yes, to finish my point, um, yeah, I feel like it really captured the vastness and epicness, which if you're going to do right. a large blockbuster is kind of an amazing... It's the right medium for the right, like it's the right medium yeah. for that story, which is, and also it's a famously like mm. untranslatable story, but somehow the medium makes sense of it. It it is funny, like because none of us have read the book, is that right? Or, I've read it. Yeah. Oh, you've read it. Um, that 
not knowing why the book is unadaptable, but people just being like, no, you could never make a Dune movie. That like watching the movie and being like, this is perfectly, this works as a, yeah. it's only half of one, but it it works perfectly fine as a, as half a movie. Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's unadaptable because it's too bloody long to yeah. fit into a yeah. regular yeah. runtime. Um, interesting though, this this year with the Best Picture nominees, uh, with Dune, Nightmare Alley and West Side Story, we have three movies that are the second time they're adapted on film. Interesting. Um, uh, that yeah, is cool. West Side Story, obviously, winning Best Picture in 1961. But we'll come back to that. So, last year, when we did our Oscars episodes, I valiantly, and, and I would say bravely, I think I, I think it was admirable that I did this, I, I quickly said, uh, June will win Best Picture. Richard, what are my odds at being that truly <laughs> uh, clairvoyant? 52-1, I believe, uh, which is are the those same. those good odds? as uh, licorice pizza so this is um of the bottom five it's the tied for the top spot (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's probably not going to win best picture then uh no it does have uh 10 nominations that's the second most nominated film which you you kind of always get a film like this that's like like has every tentacle nomination Mm. um but we can have a look at what uh those nominations exactly are um it's nice for Villeneuve to finally get like a lot of Oscars love as well. Yeah, because it's like like I like Blade well, Runner. Well, for me, this is like a this is an Oscar-y director not making his best work. I think no, I I actually I think agree. Dune, the whole will probably be his magnum. Sure, Oscars, but, I I yeah. prefer I prefer Blade Runner twenty forty nine to mm. Dune. Actually, it's, sorry, it's interesting. Just following on for Aaron's point about that, like Villeneuve does this really interesting thing, like talking about capturing the scale. That it's like his bread and butter is like movies that if you watch them with the sound off you would think these are just big dumb blockbusters but they're like art house movies and so someone that's able to nail the scale nail scale and also scale nailer yeah absolutely (laughs) scale nailer and also yeah like really deliver on half a story um (laughs) and there it is i do like i like 2049 more as a villeneuve film but i do wonder if all that comes down to is i i prefer pink and blue aesthetic neon aesthetic to to gray gray desert (laughs) yeah um so yeah this is nominated for best picture obviously best adapted screenplay best original score best costume design best sound best film editing makeup and hairstyling cinematography production design and visual effects honestly it could easily win any of those except i would probably say picture and screenplay i think it probably will as well i think those are it's probably it i wouldn't be surprised if this took home the most awards but not the big one yeah yeah um yeah i think yeah it's it's definitely it's that kind of movie but this could also be one where i'm interested to see it'll be it'll be really i'm really interested to see if part two gets nominated for best picture Mm. because you know, sequels usually don't do super well kind of thing. He wants to do part three as well. We might get a Lord of the Rings repeat of mm. parts one and two not winning Best Picture and then part three winning all of them. Yeah. Presumably part three would be the second book though, right? Uh, June, is Dune, uh, Dune Messiah, Messiah the second yeah. book? Yes. that's yes. the one. Villeneuve City wants to do at least up till Dune Messiah himself. Yeah, because that's, I, I think that, do... I believe that's Paul's story done or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then it gets very complicated. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is like a copy of previous versions of themselves. Read, seriously, if you if you ever want to fall down a rabbit hole, read the plot synopsises of the like next five books or something in the series. What do you gets, call me? 
<laughs> Synopsis. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, part two is going to see Florence Pugh is uh, joining the I cast. Think other, have she joined or are they just in talks? Uh, in talks, apparently, uh, as Princess Arulan and uh, Austin Butler has entered negotiations as to pay Fayed Ruth Routher, which is um, hmm. Sting's character from the other one. From the, um, All yeah, I yeah. want is to sit down and watch more of Stalin Skarsgård soft, fleshy, pale body float around a desert. That's all I ask for. Floating up a storm, two. baby. I, I just want to have seen both parts, but I don't want to have to actually go through the effort <laughs> of watching them. I, 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 sin- wanted- I sincerely hope I come around to Dune by um by the time well look you it, came around to f9 being a dog shit movie so maybe <laughs> you'll true, come yeah. around to june being better well i wouldn't say it's dog shit <laughs> but i have my problems hey um one thing i would say and it might be worth bringing up is that there seems to be a sort of vague trend of a lot of these movies are kind of about i mean it's probably the same with every movie ever but it's like they seem to be quite zeitgeisty movies like obviously june is about like imperialism colonialism the and big also fat, the lumpy uh, dictator yeah and also the kind of like well and, uh, and tapping tapping a native people for their resource you know like, yeah that's capitalism that is what it is you know yeah mm. and i think i'm i can't i mean i was 12 when i read the book so i don't know whether they've like amped up those themes or like sort of <laughs> <laughs> that's Thank a callback <laughs> you so, um uh yeah i don't know whether they've like amped up those themes but it's sort of got the feeling that they'd sort of shifted the focus of the movie to be slightly more about those things specifically rather than like the novel that was maybe more kind of about ecological things Mm. do you think that was a conscious decision or that's just when you're making a film like what he was probably thinking about when he was making it. I think it's probably yeah, when, a when you're making thing. a film at the end of the modern world. This yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be about this. Yeah, yeah. Every day you're thinking about the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it did feel like a conscious choice, you know, um, even, you know, you look at the, the, the casting of the um, people who live on Dune, you know, like it could, it could have just been white guys wearing, you know, whatever, but they, they made a very conscious choice to cast who they cast, you know, so that says something, right? Yeah. Other than, you know, hopefully we're making strides in the fact that we don't just cast entirely white people in roles. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it is a pretty diverse cast, which is cool. You've still got your pale white um, heroes and villains. The, the, pa- yeah. the palest of white <laughs> it's heroes. definitely a sort of white saviour thing that's sort of un, you know, okay. unavoidable. Okay, but but it's not. is it a saviour thing, though? Because the movie starts with Zendaya narrating who's one of the, um, what are they called? The Kremen? Is that what they're called? The Fremen. The Freeman. Like Freeman. I was confusing it with Kremlin. Yeah. Um, Zendaya's narrating, and as the as the bad guys are forced to leave Arrakis, she says, I wonder who our next oppressor will be. Smash cut to Paul Atreides waking up. I, You know, I haven't read Dune, but from what I understand, it is more of a um, fall from grace story than it is a savior of the people story. So... Yeah, and also maybe, I guess there's yeah. a suggestion at the end of this movie that maybe this white guy is just going to use all of these exactly. Fremen people to have a war somewhere. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. 
I think I think this stuff all feels like it was probably what Frank Herbert was already thinking about. And the, again, I haven't read the book, and you have, so I don't know why I'm disagreeing. Yeah, well, no, you could be right. I mean, I was twelve when I was reading it, but I seem to remember it being more kind of about less about the like kind of taking of resources from these people, and more kind of about the like ecological the giving of resources. Like I think it because I think he did like a whole lot of research into something about like sand dune um uh, there was something to do with like before he wrote the novel he was actually just like researching sand dunes or something as a like kind right. of scientific thing so it was sort of that was the seed of it mm. rather than like i'm gonna do a science fiction but you make so creative you can look at a sand dune and fucking write, come up with this <laughs> come up with half a story <laughs> yeah. um cool okay well uh I'm excited. Well, that's half I, of Dune. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, if you guys liked this, then please uh, let us know what you think is going to happen with Dune. Will it shock the world and win Best Picture? Um, and you can let us know your thoughts Will over shock on the Discord. By <laughs> Wins half an it. Oscar. <laughs> 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 um, like when Walt Disney won seven little seven Oscars little for Oscars, the Seven yeah. Dwarfs. Um, yeah, so you can let us know your thoughts on June and the Oscars in general over on the Discord. There's a link to the Discord in the show notes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at culpoptionmedia at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also throw us some money if you like um, over at patreon.com slash culpopture. And join us next time on the culpopture uh what's it called the oscars cheat sheet mini series what are we going to talk about next richard uh yep that's right we're going to talk about king richard very cool (laughs) imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.